Welcome to Desert Island Events, the event industry's creative podcast in which we talk to event professionals about their dream event. I'm your host, Nalmin Cameron, and I have joining me on the island today, all the way from the USA, Nicole Rhodes, Senior Meeting Planner at Strategic Analysis Incorporated, Certified Meeting Professional, and First Vice President of Society of Government Meeting Professionals National Capital Chapter. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. You're most welcome. So first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you uh, start in events? Well, I got started in nonprofit events uh, originally as a volunteer, um, and then that grew into permanent jobs with nonprofit organizations. And then I transitioned over to the government sector, and now I plan uh, government meetings and events um, all over the country. Fantastic. And so obviously going on to the reason why we are here, the main event, what would be your dream event? Is it something to do with um, business or are we moving away from that? So uh, my mind went so many places when you first asked me that, because like the first thing that popped up was the Grammys or, you know, I'm a government meeting planner. So planning an inauguration and all the protocol that goes along with that would be amazing. But I finally decided my dream event would be an Olympics opening ceremony. So the first one I remember um, back 1992, I was in middle school. That was the year they lit the cauldron with a flaming arrow. And there was nothing cooler to me than that particular moment. So that's why, yeah, the Olympics opening ceremonies would be my dream event to plan. Okay, amazing. This is really exciting. We've not done much sports on here before. And I do, I do love the Olympics. So this is going to be really, really fun. Um, So first of all, let's go straight down to the basics. What year is it? um, And what country is hosting? Well, I would hope the US would be hosting if I'm planning it. (laughs) So there are so many cities that always bid on the Olympics, but I think Chicago would be the most amazing city to hold it in. I really do. Okay, fantastic. Um, And what year are we in? Are we in the future or is it just present day? It doesn't have to coincide with an Olympic year. This is your dream event. (laughs) Well, yeah, normally, hopefully Chicago gets an awarded an Olympics sooner or later and I can begin the planning of that. Hopefully it would be sooner rather than later because, you know, I am getting a little older. I mean, for those of you that can't, um, obviously, that can only um, hear us, Nicole is very, very young. She looks very young (laughs) on here. (laughs) Okay, fab. So um, this is quite different. We have got an entire Olympics opening ceremony to go through. So first of all, talk me through what is in your Olympics opening ceremony. So I think the everything is so complex about an Olympics opening ceremony because you've got the protocol of all the heads of state that are going to be there. It's a three to four hour live televised event that you have to worry about keeping the audience engaged. You have to make sure all of the athletes are getting from point A to point B when they're supposed to. It's so amazingly complex and I love it. But the part that always stuck out to me was one, lighting the cauldron and two, the entertainment. Because keeping your audience entertained for something like that for that length of time has to be an amazing undertaking. So I have no idea how I would light the cauldron. They've done it so many genius ways lately. I and that one where she shot the, it was a Paralympic athlete. She just shot a bow and arrow, the arrow, and she hit it. What if she had missed? It was a flaming arrow. But I, that's the part of event planning that I love, the unknown, right? <laughs> yeah. But, and then the entertainment, I remember the London Olympics opening ceremony. They had the Spice Girls. 
on a bus. I'm like, oh, that is just perfect. Okay, so what's been your favorite Olympics opening ceremony so far? Oh, well, so I've liked different parts of them all. Like, you know, there's always the Giselle moment of her walking across this, I guess it was a stage, in Rio, which she's a model, so that's, you know, her talent is walking. Um, But that just that part of me was like, how did you think to do that? Like, you're involving your most, one of your most famous, I guess, citizens doing what she's most famous for but i never would have thought to have someone just walk across the field so i'm like who thought of that really and so it's those are the parts of the opening ceremonies that appeal to me are the unusual parts you know the unique so that's what i would want to try to focus on is finding what unique part of the event we could do that really represents the city and the country that you're in Okay, so what unique elements are you bringing to um, Chicago's Olympics? So I thought long and hard about it. I really did. And, oh, I'm still so torn. <laughs> I was like, oh, because you could go so many ways, but Chicago's really a foodie <laughs> you, you've got city. you four hours to fill. Right, I've got four hours. I can do it all. <laughs> but Chicago is really <laughs> a foodie city. It's all about the food there. Um, so that's... I would incorporate a lot of the local establishments into it because there's so much local, like random little mom and pop type restaurants, or I don't even know if you can call them a restaurant really, because they're you just go up and order something and then take it. It's like a storefront really. And, you know, incorporate all of them into it somehow amongst the athletes. Cause you know, they kind of stand in the middle of the stadium. Once they've done, they're done walking around the track incorporated that into the middle. So you give your athletes something to do while the parade of nations is going on. And then when the news or not the news, the uh, TV stations are cutting away from the parade, they can focus in on what's going on in the infield, what the athletes are doing. So that way it's a little not as dry as the normal parade of nations. Cause I feel like that's the part where you really lose people. Yeah. I definitely love seeing the parade of nations and just, um, so I've got like quite a diverse cultural background so obviously just picking out oh that, there we are there we are <laughs> um, yes, yes fantastic and then obviously we have we got a particular venue in Chicago uh, that is going to be the main stadium or is this going to be purpose built like London 2020 uh, London 2012 so you know if they don't right if they don't build one obviously I think it would have to be Soldier Field where the Bears play which they have their own history Um, when they redid the field, they cut up little pieces of the turf and sold it to fans. My, my brother-in-law has a piece of turf. And, you know, when they redid the (laughs) seats, they sold seats. You could literally buy seats. So I think it'd be fun to do something like that where once they like refit it away from being an Olympic venue, they can sell all the memorabilia to help, you know, offset the cost of the Olympics. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really lovely idea. I do really like that. Okay, so um, talking a little bit more about the entertainment aspect, um, who's performing? What? And obviously, it's not just going to be music. It's going to be all different types of entertainment. So what, what do we have? There are so many options there. So, of course, you have the music. That's a given. But so many famous comedians are from the city of Chicago or... Um, get their start there. So I would love to see 
comedians involved, of course they can't, you know, come out and do a set in the middle of the Olympics opening ceremony. That would be a little odd, but just having them there as the presence and um, if not telling jokes, mingling amongst not the audience, because that would be, although that would be awesome. That would be a little too much for security, but mingling amongst what's going on. I mean, you can definitely have them uh, performing if you want. This is your this is your dream event. If you want to mm-hmm. have the comedians performing, like go for that's it. That's true, and I think it would be great. It'd be something unique, right? It'd be something different, and that's what um, I think people are looking for now is different and unusual. Now that we've gotten Could so we used to. I was just going to say, could we be doing something such as like um, the correspondence dinner as we've got the parade of athletes coming out just to entertain us all? Right. Oh, that'd be amazing. I love that's one of my favorite (laughs) to watch. (laughs) Yes, that would be perfect. And it would give you something, something to watch as they're making their way. Like, here comes the United States and there's 400 people walking in and takes them a minute to get in while you have someone over here (laughs) telling jokes. (laughs) I love or just it. roasting it would be so country fun. as they come in or just roasting America as they come in and then just trying to watch the athletes try and keep straight faces as they're doing the parade. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. And um, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind if it's just comedians all day because I love this and I really hope the correspondence dinner is coming back because it's like one of my favorite events of the year. <laughs> Fingers crossed. It is absolutely <laughs> my favorite. Fingers are crossed. Yeah, I mean, Michelle Wolf was just so good. Uh, they just banned the entire event. <laughs> so um, obviously, aside from comedians, what else have we got entertaining us at this um, uh, opening ceremony? So, um, you know, music, there are so many musicians everywhere. It's, it's kind of a given that there's going to be music. But um, something that's come a long way recently, I I hate to say it like this, but the pandemic really advanced technology for event professionals. And it's horrible to look at it that way, but I guess we have to find the light in, in any tragedy. Um, and there's so much out there now that can be done entertainment wise that is um, like virtual and holographic. Like, I don't know if you've watched anything lately, but a lot of the fireworks shows have had drones involved because they can like broadcast these lights out of drones. I have no idea how it works. I'm not a science person. Communications event planner over here. Um, I just know it works. So if you can get the drones to do whatever they, so these drones can fly around and do all these light shows and they're so amazing. So, you know, timing it with the music or um, leading in nations during the parade, but but using the technology that's new to us that's out there, I think is going to be so important for people to see because so many people still don't know about it. I, I know it's it's a, a small minority of us that really geek out on the tech side of, of events, but I am definitely one of those. So, uh, so yeah, I would love to see some of the new tech that's come around involved. Oh, 100%. I mean, like, we have to obviously, like, uh, acknowledge the technology that has been... Um, we have to acknowledge the technology advances that we've had during this time. Obviously, we've had to 
pivot immediately into virtual we had some hybrid events but obviously we can't do this without technology and as much as people think um who don't work in the industry that oh a virtual event that's just on zoom well no it's not there's a there's like so many platforms that we have to acknowledge and everything that's been created here but what you were saying about um fireworks and drones that was really interesting so it just reminded me of the london new year's eve fireworks um, I, I mm -hmm. hope I'm not getting this wrong, but there was definitely the drones and the Black Lives Matter symbol, which obviously attracted um, unwanted attention from the not so nice people <laughs> in the right. world. But um, yeah, it's just amazing what you can do. And like, uh, yeah, I absolutely love how we can just use drones. Fireworks are one of my favorite things ever. I just love seeing the lights. Um, and with drones, obviously technology, is, it just advances that. Mm -hmm. And it's so amazing, like, because normally your fireworks are reserved for the end of something or as a celebration very briefly and using the drones that are quieter and they can, you know, stretch out throughout the whole event that way instead of these loud booms that can only go off at certain, at certain times. You can really expand your visual display. And then obviously just to, obviously the Olympic ceremony is happening in one venue, but then would you take over Chicago with these drones and with these fireworks and just get the entire city involved? Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. So like normally the Olympics itself spreads out over, you know, like hundreds of miles because you have to have all these different yeah. venues. But the opening ceremony itself is all right in this one stadium. If you have a city like Chicago, you can do it everywhere. It doesn't have to necessarily all be right there in the stadium. Using the technology we have now and that, you know, we're learning how to use now, we can, you can spread it out and make it a lot more interactive. Fantastic. And then um, one thing, so obviously you have the Olympic colors. Um, is your Olympic ceremony going to stick with those Olympic colors or like, are we changing the theme or is there any particular colors that you'd want to do with the Olympics? Well, they'd have to have, you know, if it's in the U.S., it'd have to have some red, white and blue involved. Yeah. But I think that's one of the important traditions of the Olympics is to stick with the Olympics mm -hmm. colors because it represents yeah. everyone. And then all the athletes who get it tattooed on their arms, it, you know, it still matches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, of course. <laughs> Okay, um, and who do we have performing musically? I can't, I still can't decide. That is my one, like, <laughs> I want to invite everyone part, because I would love to hear everyone sing there. Okay, give me your top five. Oh, gosh. So, um, so I'd want to go with someone on the younger side. Remember, this is bigger than Super Bowl. Bigger than Super Bowl, absolutely. I'd want to go with someone on the younger side. So someone like um, AJR Brothers, who I love. I don't know if you've heard them. They're a little like Gen Z type of music, but I love them. And I think they'd really represent the younger generation. And then someone at the, you know, you have to go with someone at like the, that's been around for a while, someone like a Diana Ross or someone who's just been around and really represents America. And then, you know, you want to fill in in between with, Oh, like a Taylor Swift or someone huge like that that doesn't really do, you know, <laughs> events like these. But, you know, you really want to get your biggest stars there. Who would be the two acts that you that wasn't you fun. personally want to see? 
Oh yeah. That I personally want to see. I mean, I would never do this to other people, but I would love to see Jack Johnson because I just adore his music, but it's probably not, you know, the best fit because he's more of a laid back type of vibe instead of, you know, the energetic vibe you want for an opening ceremony. Um, he may be good for a closing ceremony now that I think about it, but, but I would love to see him there just because I adore his music. Um, and then, oh gosh, so hard. You can have Mike's picture. <laughs> I'm a total nineties rock girl. So I would love to see Weezer. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love Weezer. I've seen him in concert three times. I'm crazy. I love them. <laughs> Amazing. And I think they would be their Their vibe is a perfect fit for something like this. <laughs> So just going back onto the comedians, who would be like the three or two comedians that you'd love to see there? So because it's Chicago, you would have to have like a Dan Aykroyd there, because when you talk about comedy in Chicago, you think of him. Um, The Blues Brothers um, stuff is just so Chicago. And then I would love to see like um, Tina Fey or Amy Poehler, both of whom got their start in the city there. Um, And I would love to see John Mulaney. His dry humor might be like, it's perfect for a roast of, well, everything, but yeah, specifically of, for a parade of nations, <laughs> his dry humor would be perfect. Amazing. Um, and then um, obviously we mentioned the food earlier. How, one, first of all, how are we incorporating the food like into the field and what what's the food that we want to see? Obviously Chicago deep dish pizza, I know is going to make an appearance. The pizza, naturally. obviously the pizza has to be involved but then um but the the hot dogs chicago dogs those are big oh my gosh and they're so they put like peppers and all kind of stuff on it so good tomato whole tomatoes and pickles like a whole spear pickle it's uh if you haven't had chicago dog highly recommend um and then they do like italian beef sandwiches and all this other just great great food that's it's also kind of I mean, none of the athletes are actually going to want to eat that kind of stuff because, hello, Olympics, <laughs> they're kind of at the top yeah. of the field um, and peak physical health. <laughs> but um, it's it's really good, like, carry around food, too. So it's accessible food that, you know, can be – you don't have to sit down to eat it. Do you think, like, uh, at events – uh, where you have t-shirt cannons you could probably have like hot dog cannons that just launch hot dogs like obviously boxed into the audience right that would be amazing i would love that oh my gosh i would so try to catch a hot dog in a box oh <laughs> and maybe that's how the athletes get involved they're the ones that shoot are shooting hot dogs into the crowd this isn't very healthy at all but <laughs> right not at all not at all <laughs> although knowing my luck i would get hit in the head with a hot dog in a box and there goes Nicole. your planner's out <laughs> oh no you wouldn't be on the audience you'd be like on the floor managing everything that's that's fair that's they're aiming fair. up <laughs> they're aiming up <laughs> um and then who would you love to have in the audience just watching this performance because i know you, you do do a raffle like the olympics you do a raffle to um lottery for the uh, opening ceremony tickets um but then if you could like bring some people in like using your super event powers who would you have at this ceremony so i mean obviously of course you have all of your foreign delegations from everywhere being represented represented and i love seeing the older olympians or past olympians i guess is the better term um on those 
like official delegations. I think that is so awesome that they're still involving people that um, have come before. But I would love to see give out opening ceremony tickets to like public school teachers in the city or um, police officers that don't have to work the event because obviously we're going to need a lot of them. Um, but you know, just like city workers, I would love to see them because opening uh, ceremony tickets, I looked when it was in Salt Lake City, like 2002, I think. Oh my gosh, those tickets were insanely expensive. So I would love to be able to give some away to people that normally wouldn't be able to purchase them themselves. Okay, amazing. And then obviously, this is the Olympics. So I am gonna quickly ask you, what's the um, closing ceremony going to be like? Who's who's won the most gold medals? So the closing ceremony, I always thought that it's, it's supposed to be low key, because you're ending it, right? You're, you're, you know, casing the flame, I don't know how to putting out the flame and taking it back to Greece or whatever they do with it in the off years. Um, but like the lower key type of event that a closing ceremony should be, you don't want the high energy. You want to like respect everyone that competed throughout it. And I, I don't um, think it should be in the same place that they do the opening ceremony. I think it should be spread out among all of the um, athletic venues. So you do part of it from the track and field area. You do part of it from the baseball field part of it from the gymnastics, you know, somebody sitting on a beam or something, you know, you spread it out throughout all of the athletic venues to really honor the athletes instead of honoring the city. And then you, you bring it back into like a general location just to honor the Olympics itself to, you know, lower the flag and put out the, the cauldron. But I don't, I just feel like you have to really honor the athletes that competed during it. That would be my, big thing for a closing ceremony is the athletes because they've I mean you're at the peak of your profession there's no higher thing for you this is it and however it went during your competition that's still it so you know recognizing that for them I think is really important for a closing ceremony oh absolutely um I, I couldn't agree more like the Olympics is is the top tier when it comes to sports like you know it's it's more than your super bowl you know it, it obviously not all sports are included yet with like all these new sports coming through and all the different martial arts um but yeah absolutely like this this is the top of the top of any athlete's game so yeah definitely celebrating them in the closing ceremony we're just going to go and jump back to the start for a second so obviously we have the torch relay and i know you uh, absolutely love watching the torch get lit up so what would be some of the cities that you'd love to see the torch go through or like people or like non-conventional people you'd like to see carry that torch oh my gosh so i one of the other reasons i love that uh, bow and arrow one was because she was a paralympic athlete so i think involving our paralympic um athletes is really important. I also think um, involving our high school athletes that could be future Olympians or even younger. I mean, you have little girls, what, like seven, eight years old that are highly competitive gymnasts. Like they do this every day. I would love to see some of them carry it. Um, and, you know, the U.S. is a pretty big country, so it takes a while for them to snake the torch all the way around to wherever the ending is. I remember seeing it, um, I want to say in 96, when it came through where um, I was living at the time. And 
the, one of the people carrying it there was involved in our youth athletic program, which I thought was just so great to see that recognition on our youth program. So I, I love seeing our youths carry it. I love seeing former Olympians carry it. I love, um, I don't want to see politicians carry it. They've got enough to do. I don't, you know, or even um, like actors and stuff. No, no, we're fine. But because this is about, you know, the athletes and about the city. So, um, so I love seeing other athletes, high school, younger youth leagues, former Olympian, even say like football players, because they don't get to participate in the Olympics, but they can carry the torch and still be a part of it. What would be the main takeaway from everyone attending the opening ceremony? What would be their highlight? Hopefully fun, because I think it should be fun. Yeah, I think that they had a good time, that, they, that they're happy that the Olympics was there. Because I know a lot of people aren't always happy about the Olympics being in their city, because it kind of takes over a little bit for yep. a while. <laughs> no matter how big your city so, is. Fun and happiness. That's right. <laughs> And then if you were going to win any gold medal in the Olympics, what would you win a gold medal in? And I want one real sport and one something completely made up. Wow. So, well, the completely made up, if we're going, I got the Peloton right over there. So if it's a bike going nowhere, I got you covered. Um, (laughs) But so when I was younger, like in high school, I was, um, I was a majorette, a baton twirler. So I, that's the only thing I can think of. That's the only thing I came, sport I came close to even doing. So that would be, I would think my gold medal. And boy, I would have to practice a lot more than I did to do that. But, <laughs> uh, cause no, I was never up at, at like Olympic level, but you know, a lot of more practice I could have gotten there. Um, but yeah, for the fake, I, I got a bike that goes nowhere. Sign me up. <laughs> oh, I've just thought of another one. If we were to have the Meeting Planner Olympics, what would be what would be some of the sports in the Meeting Planner Olympics? Um, does most sticky notes? Because I would totally win in that category. They are everywhere. <laughs> um, who can who can uh, do the like the twenty yard dash from in heels from your banquet room to the reg area? You know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And quickest shoe change, quickest costume change. (laughs) Yes. Quickest coffee making skills. Mm -hmm. Yes. Centerpiece. um, That would be, you know, judge artistically like gymnastics, but centerpiece design. Oh, quickest table set up. I actually like, even though it's, it sounds weird, I actually really miss like doing big dinners and award dinners and just like setting up the tables, like with all the plates and cutlery and centerpieces. And then just, you know, sometimes it's always a bit of a race because like, you get into the venue. Yes, yes. How fast can you put it out? <laughs> yeah, you get into the venue, you've got four hours before guests arrives, like tables, chairs, like table, linen, like go. How quickly can you do this? I think that, you know, this has just given me an idea. I want to create like the event Olympics now. (laughs) (laughs) And we can do it virtually. We'll do it on Instagram live or something. (laughs) Oh, a hundred percent. I'm going to, I'm going to actually start this now. We're going to create the event Olympics coming in 2022. (laughs) Sign me up. I'm in. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much um, for sharing your Chicago Olympics with us. Nicole, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. 
Fantastic. Um, thank you. But um, if people want to get in contact with you, what's the best way to find you online? I am at Nick Romes, N-I-C-R-O-A-M-E-S on all major social media channels. And you can find out more about Desert Island Events on our website, desertislandevents.com. And we are on all the social media platforms at Desert Island Events. And you can, and, and don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify and drop us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Once again, thank you so much for joining us, Nicole. And I hope to see you in 2022 for the Event Olympics. I will see you there. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.